Hello and welcome to the latest HSBC's eventing news. I'm Sam Lloyd and each month we'll bring you all the stories and personalities from the world of three-day eventing. Coming up in this month's programme. A young Briton is successful with his quest at Burley. Just amazing. Badminton's not sunk in yet, so before badminton sunk in we were in a Burley. It's, it's just a fantastic trip and had a brilliant week. We find out what it takes to create a four-star show jumping track. I want to see all the horses jump super. I want to put some tests in so the good riders can know what that is to know that a certain line. And we talk to a true icon in the sport who's showing no signs of letting up. I really want to try and get to London 2012. You know, that's a real drive for me. So I'm not, I'm not finished yet, so I might have to do another one in a few years' time. <laughs> But first, what an exceptional year Oliver Townend is having. Winning the Mitsubishi Motors Badminton Horse Trials in May, while this month the 26-year-old completed one of eventing's rarest doubles, claiming a memorable victory at the Land Rover Burley Horse Trials on Carousel Quest to extend his lead in the HSBC FEI Classics. Just three fences between him and the Land Rover Burley Horse Trials. He should be inside the time, over into the double, through the second part. He's got it. He's won because he's got one and he's followed up his success in the badminton horse trials by taking these Land Rover Burley horse trials. He takes his hat off, he acknowledges the cheers of the crowd, a terrific dominant performance by Oliver Townend. He took the lead after the dressage stage and he followed it up with a very intelligent round in the cross country and now with an assured, confident display he has taken the show jumping with a clear round. A terrific display from Oliver Townend. He is the form man of 2009. Just amazing. Um, Can't really say anything else. It's not sunk in yet. Badminton's not sunk in yet. So before badminton sunk in, we were in a burly. It's, It's just... A fantastic trip and, you know, just had a brilliant week. A brilliant week, but were you nervous going in with the pressure being on a little bit? You know, you knew you you couldn't really afford to make any mistakes. No, don't get nervous once I'm on the horse. It's sort of the lead up and all the the things going up to it, like the text messages and every time I walk anywhere, get somebody's laid five quid on me or whatever it may be, and that starts to get to you a little bit. But once I'm on the horse and doing the job, then that's no problem. And, and for you, uh, you, your record here, as you say, hasn't been all that good. To put that right like that, were you, were you confident coming into the week? I know the horse had got good form around here before. Yeah, it's just a different world to ride a horse like that here. I've never never had a, a proper horse here or a, a top, top-class horse here, should I say. I've had good horses here, but they definitely weren't burly horses. This horse is definitely a four-star horse. And, and for you, now this year, you've got the HSBC FEI Classics to think about. I mean, there is... There's a whole door opening for you. Yeah, um, a whole door full of serious money, but we've just got to concentrate on winning the competitions and whatever comes off the back of that is just brilliant. So Oliver Townend, a worthy winner, and Sunday's final phase proved to be a fitting conclusion to four days of thrilling competition.
This year, the show jumping track was designed by Richard Jeffrey, who made sure the course was worthy of its four-star status. The old days, show jumping wasn't quite so important. Um, then when they reduced uh, the uh, endurance stage to the short format, got rid of the roads and tracks and steeplechase, uh, a little bit more emphasis went on the dressage, they upped the test of that and here on the show jumping um, we went uh, like five centimetres bigger and it became an equal test. In the old days this would probably only count for about one twelfth of it. Nowadays it's all equal so you have that in mind. Um, this also is a four-star. We're coming up next year's the World Games. A lot of people are here with young horses wanting to impress selectors um, and doing that. So, uh, obviously, I work in conjunction with Captain Mark Phillips doing the cross-country course. And knowing he put a very stiff course up there yesterday, we wanted to keep the balance. So, there's plenty enough questions out here. And the terrain, obviously, uh, it is a little undulating. Does that present its own kind of problems? Oh, very much. Um, yeah, this, this ring isn't the easiest of rings to, to build in. And in fact, uh, a few of the jumps are perhaps one stride or two strides further apart than I'm originally on, on paper. But um, this is the character of Birdie. This is what makes Birdie against Badminton or Kentucky, where you've got an all-weather ring down there. This is the character of the ring. So you work with that and... Um, you, you, you can make use of it, you, you, you can test with it, but then you adjust your striding, you adjust your distances to, um, to suit. So that's what it takes to design a track at four-star level. And of course, every young rider aspires one day to compete at events such as Burley. As part of HSBC's ongoing involvement in the sport, money is being ploughed in at grassroots level, as Giles Morgan, Group Head of Sponsorship, explains. With all of our sponsorships around the world, and we have a great many in all sorts of different sports, we try and put some commitment back to the grassroots, the development of, of the sport we're involved with, because clearly that is the future of the sport. And In rugby, we're very involved with the British Lions and with kids and so on um, around the UK and South Africa and in Ireland as well. What we've done this year, it was our first year of doing, is we've put an investment to the Pony Club um, in Great Britain, and we are uh, developing through nine regions um, some development of the sport uh, in terms of show jumping lessons and so on to try and get more kids involved in the sport and to get a greater understanding and this is our, our pilot year we want to have a look at it and see how it goes we'll take feedback from the organizers and then see what we do for next year but we're we're very pleased and of course a sport like um, equestrian sports in general is has such a massive um, sort of tentacles out into into the communities that it serves that there's an awful lot that we can do and we're really pleased to be doing something. As one of the most inspirational and successful women in eventing, Mary King needs little introduction. A world-class gold medalist, five times Olympic rider and an award-winning horse breeder, there's no doubt she's a true icon in the sport. But Mary did not come from a privileged background and it was her drive and determination that got her where she is today. It's a fascinating story, and that is why her autobiography is a compelling read. 
The launch took place at Burley and I spoke to the lady who still has plans to achieve even more in the sport. It's a very, very interesting story. I hope you don't mind me saying it's like a rags to riches because you didn't come from a privileged background, did you? No, my parents weren't at all horsey folk and yeah, my life began when my father had had a very bad accident, a head injury um, from a motorcycle. And so, you know, we sort of, when he was well enough, um, we he became verger of a local village church and we lived in a rented cottage that went with the job and that was the start of it all. But, I mean, it was the vicar's pony I began on and, you know, but having, yeah, non-horsey parents, but have always had this serious drive to try and get get to the top level and and compete there and lucky for me it's happened well you're a great ambassador for the sport there's no two ways about it but if you had to pinpoint key highlights of what has undoubtedly been a glittering career what would you say are the kind of key moments for you um, well, definitely my first badminton win in 1992, that was, as a child, you know, it was my dream to ride at badminton and it seemed a really, you know, realistically a totally impossible dream. Um, but, you know, that's what I strive for. And then to actually get there and then to win it in 1992, it was just the most amazing feeling. Jumping that last show jump and just think, you know, I've done it. I've won at badminton, you know, the cream of the cream. So, yeah, no, that definitely was the best moment. Now, you've produced horses of all levels yes. but if we look back at your career which ones have been really special to you well King William who gave me my first badminton win he was a horse that was very easy to recognize for the general public because he was very dark and tall and handsome and had this big white blaze and went so beautifully across country um, so he and you know he really bought me my sort of you know first major successes but before um, William, there was King Boris, who is really special. I mean, dear Boris, he put up with some such awful mistakes, you know, when I was learning. He was so forgiving and, um, you know, I owe him a tremendous amount. Um, but, oh, I've been lucky. I had lots of lovely horses, Star Appeal, King Solomon, King Kong. And now I've got these um, homebred horses coming on. And then, of course, the Cavalier horses, call again Cavalier and Imperial Cavalier. You know, I've been very privileged to have lots of lovely ones. <laughs> when you sat down with a ghostwriter and you kind of reflected on what's been such a great career, I mean, did the memories come flooding back? <laughs> oh, it certainly did. It took ages, you know, because then you sort of couldn't help but look, you know, looking through all the old photographs and come in, you know, triggering different memories. Um, but where who I've got to really thank for all that is my dear mummy, who um, has kept a she's kept a daily diary for ever since I was born. Literally every day she's filled in a little something and always what events, what the results were of the horses. Um, so that really helped with the autobiography. But also she's kept these scrapbooks and kept all the press cuttings she could ever get from you know national papers or local and magazines and. Um, it's got piles of these scrapbooks but it's great because then we could work our way through the scrapbooks I mean we're doing the book and you know you do you forget what you've done it's and you know having that to, to remind you it was so helpful so if my dear mum needs a great big thank you it's <laughs> like your own personal stato yes. but when you recap did you actually think to yourself actually I've achieved a lot in this sport <laughs> 
Yeah, no, Ellen, you know, I just feel, gosh, haven't I been lucky? I've been at it for all the, those years and I'm still enjoying it and I've, you know, can seem to manage to sort of juggle being a mother and also and doing the sport and, you know, yeah, just, just yeah, very lucky. But, you know, I'm still keen to go on. That's what's quite ridiculous. I really want to try and get to London 2012. Um, and you know that's a real drive for me so I'm not I'm not finished yet so I might have to do another one in a few years time <laughs> and what an achievement it would be if Mary did represent GB at the 2012 Olympics that's it for this month but coming up in the October program we'll get all the latest from Poe and the final of the HSBC FEI classics will the inform Oliver Townend claim the prestigious title and we'll be looking back at all the excitement from Fontainebleau and the HSBC FEI European Eventing Championships. But until the next time, it's goodbye. Goodbye.